It is time for Economy Tutor, a look at some of the more important economic issues of the week. Joining us from Catholic University, Professor Yang Jun-seok. Professor Yang, good morning to you. Morning. All right, so we're going to talk about these uh, bills uh, uh, in regards to fair trade that were passed by the uh, presidential uh, cabinet. Uh, So now here, the government, National Assemblyman, you can submit laws to the National Assembly. That's usually how the uh, sausage-making for laws Mm. work. Uh, So basically, the government uh, submitted three fair trade laws to be determined by the uh, National Assembly. They'll debate it. They might uh, tweak it uh, and what have you. Uh, these bills actually were submitted uh, prior in the uh, previous National Assembly session. Uh, it did not pass uh, before the uh, general elections in April, uh, because, uh, largely because the uh, opposition probably had enough sway yeah. to, to gum up the works. Uh, this time around, very different situation. So the prospects for passage of these bills uh, probably a little bit more likely right now. And so the government has now submitted the bills again because uh, the the tabling of that bill was expired once the uh, session ended after those uh, general elections. So we're going to kind of go through the gamut. I guess we're pretty much going to try to stick to the scripture because there's a lot to get through. First, what are the bills and why are they getting so much attention? Okay, well, the uh, three bills in question is first the revision of the Commercial Act, which is the uh, most basic business law for Korea. And then the uh, second is the Fair Trade Act, which uh, deals with maintaining competition and dealing with anti-competitive acts, as well as control of the jebbers. And then the third law is the Act on Supervision of Financial Groups, which deals with how the government will deal with financial groups, groups of financial companies headed by a fund or a bank. Uh, and some of the revisions here are just updating old material. You know, laws have to be updated every now and then. Uh, but some are provisions which uh, some business groups are saying is very anti-business, that it hinders them too much. And it leaves businesses vulnerable to hostile takeovers or undue pressures from outsiders. And because these three laws, especially the first two laws, are really basic laws underlying all business transactions in Korea, how businesses are run, and uh, so uh, these are getting a lot of attention, and the uh, pro-business groups are really campaigning against the law very hard, Mm -hmm. whereas the other side is the Moon administration and scores of NGOs who have argued that uh, chebars need to be reined in, and they're doing it through some of these uh, revisions in laws. Um, But there's also... uh, real economic side of this as well because, well, we've mentioned this before, but Korea uh, ranks low in terms of market competition. It ranks low in uh, having too much regulations and those factors are all tied into these uh, 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 legal revisions. Uh, Korea uh, and Korea does need a more efficient and more powerful financial sector as well, which is what the uh, uh, financial uh, group supervision law is going to deal with. Uh, So uh, the Moon administration has put a lot of political capital into this, and uh, it includes measures which increase uh, transparency, but it also includes measures like uh, restricting the voting rights for major stockholders in a stock uh, stockholders meeting. So 
Uh, as you can probably imagine, this is a uh, you know really wide ranging, uh, many many different details. Uh, so I guess the best way to deal with this is to look at one law at a time and just pick out some of the uh, relevant details. Okay, very interesting. So okay, we got the three bills: the Commercial Act, which you talked about, Basic Business Laws, uh, the uh, Fair Trade Act, and really largely targeted at the uh, the Chebols and and how they've been conducting themselves over the decades, and then finally this uh, supervision of financial uh, groups. Act uh, mainly to kind of kind of stimulate and make the uh, financial sector more uh, competitive. Let's start with the Commercial Act, uh, since that's the kind of the basic, kind of the uh, kind of fundamental uh, business law. What are some of the interesting changes here? Okay, well, the first uh, first uh, measure that I want to mention is allowing stockholders of parent companies to sue directors of subsidiary companies who cause losses through uh, carelessness and lack of attention. Uh, on uh, the business that they get from the parent companies. Mm-hmm. And the idea behind this is there's a lot of talk in the Korean press about how parent companies set up subsidiaries which are headed by the sons and daughters or relatives of the Chebar heads. And the uh, Chebar heads force the uh, parent companies to give a lot of businesses to these uh, subsidiaries, even though these subsidiaries may not be the best company to actually handle the job, or they may charge a uh, a price that's much higher than the market price in order to do the same thing that other uh, companies can do for a lot cheaper. And obviously that causes uh, problems to the parent company's profitability. Uh, So this allows the stockholders in the parent companies to sue the uh, directors of the subsidiary companies. Uh, So uh, the uh, stockholders of parent companies can sue the directors of subsidiary companies for losses suffered by the parent company if the loss is derived from careless uh, careless nor incompetence. And the... uh, Moon administration argues that Chebber firms, just as I mentioned, just give too much work to subsidiaries which are owned by family members, wives, sons, and daughters of Chebber heads. Uh, but businesses are arguing that companies should have the right to select uh, companies that they want to give jobs to because, well, there are legitimate reasons why you may want to give some businesses to uh, p- specific companies, even though they may be more expensive. For example, uh, you may want to keep business secrets like some technology secrets. You don't want that technology secret to go into hands of just anybody, so you want to give them, into, uh, give them only to a really trusted company, and they may charge more uh, to keep the secret, more or less. Uh, so uh, they want... The businesses say that these will really uh, reduce the freedom to procure from the best sources, not necessarily cheapest, but the best sources. Um, but there has been cases of Cheber fa- uh, families funneling money to relatives using these higher-priced procurements or abnormally giving all work to certain subsidiaries or Cheber-related firms. Uh, so let's give this particular provision a conditional pass. Okay. okay. And then another uh, series of revisions have to do with elections of directors and auditors. Obviously, ideally, directors and auditors act as controls to uh, the uh, chairman of the company or the majority stockholders. Um, Traditionally, though, in the stockholders' meetings, directors were elected first and then auditors. What the uh, Moon 
administration and some of these NGOs argue is that by electing directors first and then the electing auditors, the new directors are able to pick the auditors that they like. So obviously they won't uh, audit the firm as it should. Yeah. Um, so now in the new uh, law, if the law is passed, the elections for auditors will be held independently and separately from elections uh, for other directors. And again, the uh, business uh, objects that uh, management and directors should have the same goals and they should have compatible mm -hmm. uh, objectives. And having too much in independence perhaps will make management much more difficult. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, the, uh, especially the auditors, they should be independent. Yeah, so not much controversy right. here. Uh, and then the third measure that I may want to talk about, I want to talk about is electronic elections uh, for auditors and other executive directors in stockholders meeting. The reason I want to mention this is that this has been a long-sought goal of Kim Sang-jo, the current policy secretary for the president and the previous head of the Fair Trade Commission. And what the electronic election does is it allows more people to uh, more stockholders to participate, and because the uh, vote is held electronically, there is more an anonymity uh, and there uh, potentially is more independence. So my feeling is that this is more helpful than not. Okay. And then uh, the last measure I want to talk about here is that the ability of chairboard heads to exercise control over elections of directors and auditors will be reduced. So even if they have a large block of stocks, uh, their use of that stock in the uh, voting during the stockholders meeting may be limited. Mm -hmm. Now, that's because there's been a lot of abuse on how the uh, chairboard heads uh, use the uh, stocks that are owned by their uh, subsidiaries, owned by, uh, say, independent uh, non-profit companies uh, that's also going to be dealt with, with in the uh, Fair Trade Act but the, uh, my own feeling is that the uh, people who make the decisions should have as much skin in the game as possible so if you have a large amount of stock in your company then it's natural that you should be given a large uh, voice in a stockholders meeting and this I think potentially uh, uh, distorts that and there has been also some concerns uh, that uh, because the amount, uh, the number of votes, the per uh, percentage of votes that the uh, Chebor heads uh, can use will be limited, it'll be the uh, Chebor companies will be much more vulnerable to hostile takeovers, whether it be from, say, uh, uh, Vulture funds, right? So they're going to use yeah. the Lone Star scary kind of uh, right. kind of. Uh, but uh, their point is somewhat valid, okay. actually. Okay. So. Right. Uh, so uh, that is the uh, general business uh, law thing here. Well, let's move on to fair trade. What do you have for us here? Okay. The mi most interesting thing here is that the Ministry of Justice can now prosecute for collusion. Uh, four types of collusion, price collusion, supply collusion, market segmentation, and bid collusion. And the reason that this is interesting is because, well, previously only the Fair Trade Commission could sue uh, for collusion. Mm -hmm. But this actually is going closer to the U.S. model because in the U.S., the De uh, Department of Justice and the Federal Tr Trade Commission both can prosecute for collusion, in, uh, investigate independently. So the uh, Korea seems to be going into that model. Um, 
business objections is that obviously more prosecution is never a good thing. But I think we talked about uh, lack of competition in the Korean product market in the past. And I think this is actually going to be very helpful. Okay. And then the uh, second uh, point, uh, there's going to be increases in maximum penalties allowed for anti-competitive acts for collusion. They're increasing the maximum penalty to temp uh, from 10% to 20% of the relevant revenues uh, that were involved in these uh, anti-competitive acts. Misuse of market power uh, goes from 3% to 6% of the uh, uh, relevant revenue. Unfair, un uh, uncompetitive actions taken by market leaders. Uh, the penalty, maximum penalties goes from 2% to 4%. Obviously, no businesses like uh, penalties mm -hmm. to go up. But... My own personal feeling is that these penalties are still too low. Oh, wow. So you're actually more hawkish. You actually want to see more. Yeah, I, think, uh, okay. I think the problem is the Korean uh, economy does need a lot more competition than it does. And the Chebber uh, or the oligopoly that we have in this uh, Korea where we have very large companies and very weak, uh, small and medium-sized companies just make it ripe for anti-competitive action. Okay. So something like this should be enforced more strongly. Problem is... As always, there's politics going into it, and there's a lot of distortion of, uh, effects going into it. Uh, but let's go back to the uh, points of law that we're discussing here. Uh, during trials concerning collusions and uncompetitive acts, government can force businesses to submit relevant data. This is done in the U.S. all the time. Uh, but businesses fear that government can demand and make public various legitimate business secrets. Uh, and then uh, fourth point, Loosened requirements for Cheber-owned companies to be regulated by the Fair Trade Act, uh, which means that uh, Cheber heads have been using uh, subsidiaries or independent companies that they own minority shares uh, to try to avoid uh, being regulated by the Fair Trade Law. So what they've done here is that they've uh, made more companies eligible for regulation by the Fair Trade Act. Mm. Uh, the government's uh, point is that they want to get, uh, they want to regulate uh, these attempts to try to avoid the fair trade law. The business argument is that uh, they uh, they restrict firms' actions. Right. They can restrict uh, the uh, type of actions that could maximize profits. Um, one of the more interesting things here is that the. Nonprofit companies cannot exercise 15% of votes during the stockholders meeting, even if they have more than 15% of stocks outstanding, because there has been some cases where Tebor heads have been accused of setting up nonprofit organizations mm. uh, and then handing them a lot of stock so that, uh, in a sense, they can uh, use that stock to prop up the uh, Tebor heads leadership of the uh, group. Um, and then, uh, so... We've seen some of these uh, measures seem to be very pro-competitive. Some of these measures seem to be just designed to restrict the activities of the Cheber heads. And that's sort of the uniqueness and sort of internal contradict uh, contradictoriness of the Korean fair trade law. Mm. Uh, other countries, when they have a fair trade law or a comp uh, competition policy, it's uniquely designed to try to make the domestic economy more competitive, try to restrict monopolies, try to restrict uh, anti-competitive actions and so on. But Korean uh, competition policy, Korean fair trade law has an additional goal, which is to control Chebars. 
And some of these chebars, the way that government is controlling them is very top-down command, uh, so that uh, they uh, so that they restrict. Uh, actions by companies, and a lot of people argue that it actually reduces competitiveness a lot of times because, well, the uh, larger companies cannot respond to a lot of of, uh, actions done by other companies. And uh, one of the uh, really funny thing about the uh, Fair Trade Act, I think, is that it acknowledges that uh, Teba companies are, yes, they're uh, stockholding uh, companies, but they're also family companies. Hmm. So it makes legal some ambiguities that's inherent in the Chebar system, and that creates some contradictions by itself. For example, uh, current law, fair trade law forces Chebar groups to select a de facto Chebar head person. So, for example, Jo Ante of the Hanjin Group Korean Air was selected to be the head of the group, even though he actually doesn't own a lot of stocks. But uh, he was selected because everybody, there's no clear stockholder which has a substantial percentage of stock. Mm-hmm. But they still wanted someone, some one person to yeah. uh, take responsibility. So it, the uh, Korean competition policy is in some ways paradoxical, and we should try to work this out sooner or later. Yeah, you cited the U.S. I mean, the, the idea would be to have a situation like Walmart, where you, you can have the Walton family, have members of them be stockholders and have billions of dollars, let them be as rich as they want, but let's have management be competent and have a board yeah, of directors. I mean, that my actually, favorite example is actually Yahoo. Uh, Yahoo was going out of uh, doing very badly, so it brought in a few uh, chairmen to try to turn the group, group around. Uh, but it, when they didn't turn the group around, they just, the uh, stockholders just fired them. Yeah. Now, it's very difficult to imagine Korean stockholders firing the Jebber heads. But that would be the idea. That would be the idea. Okay. And then you wouldn't need some of these uh, regulations. Okay, finally, let's talk about, I I guess, not too controversial here, the uh, the, uh, supervision of financial groups. Yeah. Uh, Now, Korea does have a law that deals with uh, financial groups which are owned by holding companies, but it does not have laws dealing with uh, financial groups which are not held by holding companies, but maybe hold... uh, owned by banks or funds or even a sort of a loose group of financial companies. So the, uh, this third law defines uh, who will be the de facto head of that group, uh, not a person necessarily, but which bank or which fund. Uh, and it requires the uh, uh, financial group to establish risk management system, maintain pr- uh, capital prudency requirements, and uh, macro prudency requirements, so on. Uh, so that one is less controversial. It just uh, okay. brings the uh, financial groups, which are not owned by holding companies, to roughly the same position as the uh, holding company financial group. Well, then uh, we only have like 30 seconds left, but final thoughts. I, I mean, if you, people expected Professor Young to have a knee-jerk, uh, everything th- of this is bad and we don't like this, uh, you, you have a more nuanced view. Well, I think the uh, anything which raises transparency and competitiveness for the most part is good. Uh, whether you need to uh, rein in uh, the Chebber heads by, say, uh, reducing their voting power to less than the stock that they actually have, I think that actually works against what we think of as responsible, capitalistic, uh, corporate corporate, uh, behavior. Right. 
uh, recognition that uh, family-run necessarily isn't a good thing, but uh, perhaps other ways to effectively handle that uh, situation out. All right, uh, Professor, it's amazing. I I did not think that we were going to be able to get through all of this uh, in the time that we had, but we ended up being able to do so, and uh, we thank you for this uh, very much uh, extensive analysis on the situation. Uh, Thank you, and hope you have a good weekend. We'll talk to you again uh, next week. Thank you.